is the Jade and Andy Show. That's right. It is the Jade and Andy Show. Uh, once more, we are doing it. Uh, we made it another week. Another yeah. week down. Another week down. Yeah. Well, how was your week this um, week? It was, you know, it's been a week. Yeah. Uh, but it's been good. It's been good. It was a short week because we had Monday off. And, I was supposed uh, to do my running club, but it, it rained. And I'm like, that's like the one weather that I don't like running in. I can run in snow. Interesting. Yeah, but What's I can't like with rain. I don't want to get like be all like covered in rain and running and like my hair gets real stupid. So right. I, was, I was just like I got all I got all like ready and bundled up to go and it was raining. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to go next week to the running club. So I didn't uh, actually do it. So I felt bad, but I did. It's probably a good thing because I need to practice again because I've kind of been like super lazy lately. Okay, which is bad. Yeah, like, you got to get back on. The I got to get. I got to get back because. I don't have the time or the metabolism or the luxury to like not stay on top of my diet and exercise regime because like immediately my body is like, what's up? Right. How you doing? And uh, I bought all these like skinny guy clothes. So not skinny guy, but like right. moderately portly fella clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to get, uh, you got to get back on it. Cause yeah. you were, you were up to like doing 30 miles a week. I really, well, I was. And then it was like the holidays happened. And then I was like, you know what sounds pretty good right now is some donuts or something, you know? So then I'd get some donuts and then that would be okay. And then, uh, uh, one donut would turn into, you know, five sure. and stuff. And I need to stay on top of it, but I'm back to it. I got the lean meats. I got the vegetables at my house. Good. I'm ready to roll it out again. Yeah, and you're gonna start the running club. Yeah, and so I'm gonna week. I'm gonna start the running club on Monday. So, but I was I was pretty nervous about it. So hopefully they they think I'm cool or hopefully I had made a pretty big deal. I was like I will see you guys Monday, you know, and then I didn't show up. So that's okay. Uh, uh, hopefully they forgive me and all that. I think but. that they will, and I think that uh, again, like we've talked, you know, you're making you're making the effort, and uh, it's a lot to stay up. It's a lot to continue oh, and really motivate is. yourself, and so you know, make get it there next Monday, and then I think once you go, I think it'll become easier to go because you are going to meet new people. You are going to meet people that That's it, yeah. you know are going to help motivate you. Yeah. Other people that are into doing the same thing, and you guys, you know, it's like a a group. Yeah. inspiring effort that's it if like other people and then it'll be another appointment and i'm good at like like i hate appointments sure i do I hate too. an appointment and uh <laughs> i've never been good at making the appointments but once i have the appointments i'm pretty good at going yeah. to them so i mean i'm like excited that it's going to be something that like i have an appointment every monday i'm going to do it i'm going to stick with it plus there's going to be the pressure to run and whatever, because that's another thing I got nervous about. I was like, how fast are these people running? Am I going to show up and be like, what's up, everybody? And then like, they're like, I'm like, well, see you later, <laughs> you know, and I'm running. I'll be like, I'll see you guys in like a half hour or something. Um, so because I, I was like, how fast do they run? But hopefully they run like I was running like a pretty normal pace. I run like uh, at my best. I run 10 minute and 50 second miles, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. That is faster I did, than I could I, run a mile. I can tell you that. <laughs> I told, I didn't get a chance to tell you. I was running and I fell, which oh, is no. like a scary thing. I don't know if like, I, I didn't realize it until I fell, but like, uh, like I fell pretty hard and I like bashed my knees in, but I had never really realized how scary falling is while you're running. Like that's like the one thing that can happen to you. Yeah. You know, and it made me all like super nervous about running the next time. Cause I bit it hard and I don't know if people were looking out their windows and saw this disaster take place, but if they did, 
it must have been one of the funniest things to witness ever because I'm all in my stupid running gear. <laughs> And I am loud when I fall, I found out. I think that it's it's more common than you realize with runners. Like, I've heard that. I mean, it's. I, I think that if you consider yourself a runner, I, I would be willing to bet, like, every single runner has fallen. Yeah. Because it's just, it's something that happens. And, you know, if you're running outside, you're yeah. running in the elements. Well, you with know, me, you just it was gotta like be careful. I, I caught, uh, like, a part of the uh, sidewalk that was uneven with the other part of the yeah. sidewalk. And then I, like fell forward and I'm always afraid about like breaking my arms yep. and I weigh less now. So it's like not as bad, but like I did, I had like a gigantic bruise on my knee and I was it's like, Oh, but you know what I did that made me feel like real tough is got like, back up. I got back up. Hell yeah. I got back up. Like it was a Gatorade commercial or something. <laughs> That's and I was awesome. like, I'm going to run three miles. That's awesome. I'm doing that today. I don't care. Was it like early on in the run? It wasn't like, it was like right end. away. Oh, no. I was like, you know, it was like I got my music fired up, and I was like, let's rock and roll. <laughs> and I, you think for a minute when that happens, you're like, I should just go home. And I should just eat, like, maybe, I don't know, 35 cheeseburgers. No, no, um, you, but can't you can't do that. You can't well, do that. Um, you talk about people, and I don't know if I've ever told you this story um, of the last time I fell. Yeah. Um, it was opening day, Tiger's opening day. Last year. I don't think you did tell me. Oh, boy. So <laughs> I was with our, our friend, Billy, um, and uh, some other people. And we had scootered from the Fillmore down to Corktown. Okay. Right? We went to go get some food at McShane's. So we scooter down. And um, Billy and uh, company had to leave. And then he was going to meet me back down. Meltdown was broadcasting live over at the old Shillelagh in Griggtown. Yeah. So I'm like, you guys go on ahead. You know, I'll catch up with you later. I'm going to go check on Meltdown, make sure everything's good over there, right? Doing doing the riff, you yeah. know, boss thing. So I hop on my scoot, yeah. and <laughs> I'm going down Michigan Ave, which when the scooters first came out, I was hauling ass all over town on yeah. these things. It didn't really phase me. I'll tell you what, that brick down Michigan Ave, that hurts. Oh, yeah. Hurts my eyeballs, hurts my organs. It's yeah. just like, you know, you're like shaking. Yeah. Anyway, so I get <laughs> you, you can't see it obviously because we're doing a podcast, but Jade's scooter imp- <laughs> scootering impression was like one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm telling you, my eyes because I was going so fast, my eyes. I swear <laughs> to God, I was like, I got to slow down because these bad dads are about to pop right out, <laughs> yeah. right out of my face. Anyway, so I get down to the intersection where the Coney Islands are at like Michigan Ave and, and Griswold and Gratiot. Yeah, right, and it's like a five way intersection, and it's busy. It's opening day. It's the afternoon. The city is buzzing. And there's people everywhere. And, like, the last thing I want is to get hit by a car. Yeah. Right? So I hit this five-way intersection. I look both ways. But there's, you know, there's traffic, and it's coming. And so I'm hauling ass to get through the middle of this intersection, right? Yeah. I get up on the curb, and there's this very stupid, like, planter's box that's, like, right there. And it's kind of a turn. And I didn't make it. Oh. And I clipped the side of this like planner's box. Oh no. I went airborne. Oh geez. Airborne off of this scooter and I fell and I had landed on my insulin pump on my side, right? And I bounced on the ground and then rolled. Oh. And I just laid there. And there wasn't a whole lot of people because this planner's box was kind of blocking me, but there was a street behind me. And I didn't see him because I finally sit up and I hear from behind me Yo, bitch, you good? <laughs> and I was like, and I didn't even turn around. I just gave him the thumbs up. Yeah. And I sat there for a minute and I was like, oh, daddy. Yeah. Like, I am hurt. Like, yeah. I'm injured. Like, I'm way too old to have taken a fall like that. 
this dude was walking towards me. He stopped and like, like slowly approached. He was like, are you okay? And I like, of course, like made a joke immediately. I was like, well, I think I'm not allowed to ride scooters anymore. Yeah. They're going to take that privilege away. That thing is bunk now. It is weird. Like, uh, cause it's, I don't remember ever in my life until maybe after being, after I turned 35, like after I turned 35, falls started to be a different kind of thing. It is a different thing now. Like it's a different thing for me to fall now than it used to be. I used to fall and just bounce right back up and be like, ha ha, yes, that was hilarious. It's uh, not so funny anymore. Now I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's pretty frightening. That's it, a pretty frightening experience. It's pretty frightening. So I had to pick the scooter up and my back hurt so bad. Yeah. I was like, I'm broken. Like yeah. I am broke. I am going to feel this. If I don't feel this tomorrow... I am 100% going to feel this when I'm 52. I'm going to yeah. have a pain when I'm yeah. 52. You're like, I'm going to be like, opening day, 2022. Yeah. But so I was so hurt, and now I'm like, I can't get back on the scooter. So I had to, like, park the scooter. I parked it, and I walked like a geriatric from Lafayette County down to Greektown, down to the old Shillelagh, and I get yeah. in there, and Big Rob's in there, and he looked at me, and he was like, I looked a little disheveled. Yeah. He was like, are you all right? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not good. <laughs> Things hurt. Yeah. And then I had to go to the Masonic that night. Yeah. My car is down by the Fillmore and I couldn't walk. Like it was, I mean, I could walk, but it hurt. It hurt bad. And that was like a mile and a half to get to the Masonic. So I had to get back on a scooter and ride the scooter from the old Shillelagh back down to the Masonic. It was rough. That is rough. That was, I saw, I saw a couple of our mutual friends and they were like, everyone was like, what is, uh, what happened to you? What happened? Why are you, why are you 95 years old? My fall resulted in me like skinning one of my knees. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's tender. And then like my other knee is like, was like so bruised. It looked crazy, but I uh, am glad that I didn't like snap my arms or something. Cause that's another thing that makes me super nervous now. Uh, and I've slowed down my running. Cause I was like running fast. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you got to slow it down. And I try to like stare at the sidewalk now and stuff and like do these things to make sure that never happens again. Cause like my fear is that I'm going to snap both of my arms and then I'm going to like be bleeding out of my head. And then I'm going to have to, I'm going to be like two miles away from my house or right. something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's not like old school horror movie days where I have a cell phone. You know, right. I guess I'm being a little overdramatic about it <laughs> if, right. I, if I really, really, truly think about it. But like if my arms are snapped, then I'm not going to be I don't know if I can dial right. what right. kind You're of dialing like your nose. Yeah, I don't know what kind of dialing situation I'm going to have. Um, but, yeah, that's what happened to me. So I've got I've got to I've got to kind of psych up and uh, get back out there more so that I'm ready for this running club that I have. uh Sort of, uh, you've committed. have committed to it. Yeah, that's yeah, the word you're I was gonna be good for. though. And I think, like, don't let that discourage you. You know, yeah. it's 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 a give and take. You it, know? it really is. It really so. is. But it was, it was like, I'm like, I'm like, I can't be falling like I used to fall. <laughs> I'm like, that is a that is a scary thing. It's really, really scary. Yeah, I don't, uh, I do not want to fall. So, as how's Miss Carl doing? Uh, Miss Carl is good. She's, um, she goes in waves, right? Where she'll go like three months, and you know, when I go to bed. She's like, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll ignore me until it's it's breakfast, food time in the morning. And then yeah. she's like, hello, yes, feed me. Yeah. Don't look at me. Um, but the last few nights, uh, I don't know if she's cold. I don't know what the deal is, but she's been like, you know, about two o'clock in the morning. I feel her hop right onto my face. Yeah. And then get snuggled. And I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. I love you so much. So, uh, yeah, she's good. She's good. Things are good. Yeah. Biddy Jean Green always sleeps on me. But like. If I'm like on my phone and I'm like laying on my stomach, like she loves to sleep on my back. 
And I don't want to move her sometimes to the point to where like, I'll like try to like sleep that way. And then I'm like, I can't, I can't. So then she's got like an earthquake she's got to deal with as I move. (laughs) And then it's like this constant, her trying to sleep on me and me being like, I'm sorry, I have to move you. And that's our relationship with that. And, uh, it's been, uh, it's been it's been hard on her, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I think it's funny too. Like all pet owners, right? Like, you don't want to move the. You don't no, wanna you don't want to. It's a precious wanna, moment. It's a precious moment when they're yeah. snuggled up. Yeah. Or you like try to force them, like you like all. I used to. I don't anymore because I don't pick up Miss Carl. Yeah. Um, but I would bring her with me. I'd be like, "It's bedtime. Come on." Yeah. And I'd bring her. I'd be like, "Come on!" Like we were just kicking it in the living room. Yeah. Let's go to bed now. Well, that's how I will be. And then she'd be like, "Nope, peace out." Yeah. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I don't want exactly, anything to do with this. You picked me up. I don't like it. That's exactly how Betty Jean Green is. Like, I'll be like, okay, I've gotten settled, Betty Jean Green. Let's get you, like, you could go ahead and sleep on me. And then I pick her up and I put her on me and she's like, nope, screw that, dude. You missed your opportunity. You and then it. she'll, like, crawl off of me. And then I'm like, damn it, Betty Jean Green. And I'll <laughs> grab her again. I'll be like, come on, go ahead. And then I'm like, right here is fine. You can sleep here. And she's like, the moment has passed, bro. <laughs> I'm out. And wow. like, uh, yeah, she she'll she'll go out into another room or whatever, and I'm like, okay, but uh, well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, see you, Betty Jean Green. But speaking of uh, animals, there's this uh, animal called a quoll. I don't know if you know what it is. Um, I feel like I've seen pictures of it. I feel like it's spelled to where I've never known how to pronounce it. Yes, I think that's how you say it is quoll. Okay, Q U O L L. But they're like these kind of like mouse like hamster guinea pig things in Australia. It looks pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. Are well, they very violent. This was and like a this was like I thought I was like this will be a cute story. Um, a family of northern quolls have returned to their home in far north Queensland, Australia, after an unexpected journey to Melbourne, and uh, the mother and four babies were found in a box of pumpkins Aww. at a Melbourne wholesale market in early December. After it's believed they entered it at a farm near Cairns. Uh, Victorian wildlife officer Megan Haynes said the animals were a little worse for the wear, but were captured and taken to the Melbourne Zoo for rehabilitation. And they said it was a delicate exercise because they were found hiding in a box of pumpkins and they're quite small animals. So I thought that that was a, you know, that's almost like a movie like journey that they took and uh, you couldn't make it any more like of an adorable story. Like, <laughs> like uh, where, where were they? Where were they in? What do they have their adventure in a pumpkin box? <laughs> They're just kicking. I mean, at least I they had something to eat. Like, how long was that journey? I don't know. And, like, why couldn't they just, like, let them free in the new location? Is that not? I guess they, it was better for them to go to the zoo or whatever. And they know their stuff in uh, Australia, you know what I mean? Yeah, they got some different They said it was definitely there. more comfortable than the, the pumpkin box that they were living in. Aw. So, but, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll grab a, I'll grab, like, a good animal story for the show. And then that was it. And I was like, how had they had a fairy tale ending, you know, like yeah, get, getting out of the pumpkin box and, <laughs> and all that. Betty Jean Green's never been in a pumpkin box. She no, no. And, you know, I don't think I want Miss Carl to ever be in a pumpkin box. Yeah, no. Although she might like that. I don't know. Might calm her ass down. Yeah. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. 
Uh, but yeah, so this is the Jade and Andy show. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. I don't know if we have any updates for you, but uh, you can check us out on Spotify. Yeah, uh, obviously. And now, now we are on the uh, the homepage at wrif.com. Yeah, very cool, very cool. It's just something me and Jade have uh, decided to start doing, and uh, it's kind of a work in progress. So if we sound confused at times, I'm always a confused person. I'm pretty confused. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time. I'm very like uh, that's the thing. We're getting old now, so I'm I'm we, getting we've both old. taken a couple of falls. Yeah, I'm like I had some falls. Knocked my marbles I'm getting loose. Confused. <laughs> So we deal with these problems. Uh, but, uh, again, thank you guys, A, for finding the show, and B, for listening to it. Uh, it, it is a it is a good thing. And, uh, yeah, so those are all the places. We got those new places for you to listen. It's a fun to- new thing um, for us to do. I think this is going to be a, a fun thing, and um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, speaking of fun things, um, I heard you guys talking about it on Dave and Chuck the Freak this morning, the uh, the Dairy Dreamer job. Oh, yeah, where you can, like, so you see if cheese causes you nightmares? Yeah, I, I applied for it. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, cheese Cheese causes me nightmares, but in a different way. It causes me nightmares in that, like, I'm like, oh, I feel my shirt fitting a little bit tighter. Those are the kind of nightmares cheese. I ate so much cheese in my life that if they were really to cause nightmares, then I would be a very uh, terrorized person. <laughs> uh, I've eaten enough cheese to where I, like, I wouldn't have gotten any sleep. If it caused nightmares, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, wondering if it depends on, like, the kind of cheese. Um, I'm a very vivid dreamer, as it is. Like, I have very you Every once in a while, Jade will follow Jade on Twitter because (laughs) for no other reason other than the fact that every once in a while she'll tweet her dreams. Yeah. And you don't know what it's going to be. They're dream tweets. Yeah, they're, you know, I have very, I've had, I had a weird dream last night that I was with uh, someone from high school who I have not seen since I graduated high school and um, I wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah. And we were um, getting married, but it was like this very bizarre, um, like cultish almost, um, like belief system. Whoa. And I was like laughing and he was like, why are you laughing? I was like, because this is stupid. Like, this is <laughs> dumb. I don't I don't want to do this. And then he rode off with the cult leader on a motorcycle. And I was like, huh. Jade's dreams are impossible <laughs> to analyze. Like, what the hell? What the hell does that any of that mean? I do, right? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I've been doing, like, so uh, obviously, like, I don't party like I used to, but when I do want to party, I get down on some melatonin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does that so. mess with your dreams? Because I've never taken it. Does. It does. It gives you it the does. weirdest. They're not horrifying, like, nightmares, but they're just weird, like, weird dreams where, like, I'll yeah. be, like, at, like, it would be like me living in a house that I've never seen, and Biddy Jean Green isn't Biddy Jean Green. She is a Bengal tiger. Sure, and 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 things like that. It's like you have these these bizarre, vivid, like you said, vivid dreams. Um, but I think I I uh, am over that part of it now because like that's at the beginning when you start taking it. But I take it to help me sleep, and uh, it's uh it, when I I remember waking up a few times like cold sweat, vivid dreams. I've had like some zombie dreams. Yeah. Um, but my zombie dreams are more like, like Shaun of the dead dreams. Like we're like, I'm like, they're easy to handle. It's not like, it's not like, a, like stupid yeah, zombies. I'm like, they're real stupid, easy to be easy to take care of zombies. Um, yeah, I have, um, I'm a, I'm a very vivid dreamer. I have been, um, I used to have sleep apnea when I was a teenager. So yeah. I, I'd gotten my tonsils taken out, um, which is like uncommon. They don't do that yeah. as much as they did. Like when our parents were kids, but so when I was 18 and I remember going back to the doctor after I had my tonsils out 
And he was like, do you notice that you're dreaming more? And I was like, bro, yeah. yes. And they are wild, yeah. like wild, like from out of this world. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you're finally getting like you were never getting to that sleep because you were stopped. You weren't breathing. Right. Yeah. Sleep apnea. And so, but it's never stopped. So that was when I was 18. So here we are, you yeah, know, your flash dreams forward are almost 20 years. They're, they're nutty. So I really am interested to see uh, if I can get this cheese gig and yeah. see if that has an effect on the dreams. Um, I don't know, but you had to, to apply. It's really easy. It's just like this form that you fill out. You know, you have to have your own smartwatch to kind of like log, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, tell us why you, it was just tell us why. It was like an open form. Tell us why you should be a, a dairy dreamer. And I was like, well, let me tell you, I have been an avid cheese enthusiast yeah. since the age of being able to fry my own cheese. And like, it was just very stupid. I like to try cheeses from all over the world. Yeah. And then I did follow it up with, and this, this may make or break them picking me. I was like, have I been known to get up in the middle of the night and eat shredded cheese straight from the bag? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Have I? And then there was like something else that I had said, like, you know, have I been the person who has eaten just the cheese on a charcuterie board for a full meal? 100%. Nice. I am your cheese lady. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I was, uh, I think a lot about cheese. Cheese isn't something I've cut out since I've been on a diet. I like cheese. I I think cheese in moderation is okay. I think it's when you like overdo it, when you eat like, you know, 36 cheese sticks for dinner. Yeah. Well, cheese can mess you up. Yeah, well, it can, can bind you up. you up too. Yeah, it can bind you up, and uh, that's the real nightmare. <laughs> that is the that's nightmare. the that's the nightmares I have with cheese. It's like when it bu- when it binds you up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, some cheesy so cheesy some... constipation. <laughs> um, but yeah, cheese is uh, is something to, that's always been near and dear to me. Yeah. So I hope that you get this uh, dairy dream job. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, plus, I you know I'm. Do you I'm have a favorite kind to... of cheese? Uh, you know, I was trying to think of what. Cheese, I could say, is my favorite cheese. I love a Gouda. Gouda's You good. know, I like yeah. a Gouda. Yeah. Um, if we're going just like run-of-the-mill cheese, I love a cheddar. Yeah. Uh, I think cheddar is fantastic. Um, I'd love to know if it affects your dreams. I really would. I would love to know, too, because I'll tell you what, like we like we discussed, man, I'm, they're already buck wild. Yeah, like My dreams, dreams my brain is. And Maybe it's, the cheese will equal out your dreams, and they won't be, they'll just be like normal dreams. Yeah. Like, you know, I have dreams where I just like fly around, like I can figure out that I got the power of flight. I've been able to fly. I've yeah. been able to like escape things by flying, and yeah. I'm like, haha, sucker. Yeah, and like fly away. I've um, had dreams where these weird dreams where I jump and I can keep jumping higher. Oh, that's a weird one, right? Yeah. Like, and I can keep jumping until I'm like, whoa, that's too high. Whoa, right. Whoa. <laughs> I gotta get back yeah, down. Yeah, I was just like, that's a really, really weird thing. But yeah, I, uh, I think it's a. Uh, at first, when you said you applied for the cheesy dream job, <laughs> I uh, was like, oh, she's just joking. But no, you seriously did. Yeah, no, I seriously. Did. I mean, a thousand dollars for your, for three months to eat cheese. Like, yeah. cheese is one of my favorite snacks. It is a good. Like deal. when I was in college, uh, we were you know super poor. And my roommate and I would literally eat, like, potato chips and shredded cheese sandwiches. Like, yeah. we'd make, like, a little, <laughs> like, that was what we were, like, living off of as 19-year-olds in college because, you know, like, what what are we going to, like, I have no money. And the money I do have, I'm clearly not spending on things to nourish me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's, uh, like, when I was early, early on in radio, like, I, I remember eating things that were just, like, I'd be like, oh, my dinner tonight will be... A packet of hot chocolate. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this, uh, uh, there's this guy who survived at sea for 24 days eating ketchup, garlic powder, and seasoning cubes. Oh, no. 
His so, breath stank. Yeah, that is real gross. And that's the first thing I thought, though, was like, I was like, oh, was he in radio? <laughs> Uh, you know, so wait, uh, he was stuck at sea. Yeah, he was. He was. He had uh, had some kind of like a fishing boat, a sailboat mishap, and uh, his his boat kind of failed. And then he was stuck on there, and all he had was like ketchup, garlic powder, and seasoning cubes. I mean, if he would have been able to catch a fish, that would have been a great meal. Yeah, I know. It would. It was like I was like, dude, watch Castaway one time, <laughs> and you can you be all right. At least that's what I think. I'd really be a bitch if I was stranded at sea, though. Oh, I'd, I'd be, be like, I'm just eating ketchup, garlic powder, and seasoning cubes. I'd be effed. Oh, for my sure. God. His breath was stinky, for sure. How long was he um, lost at sea? 24 days. Whew. So that's a He had two bottles of ketchup with him. What a. Can we just stop for just one second, though? Yes. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. Because... Why? 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 I don't like, know. where was he? Where was he going? He, that he had two bottles of ketchup. Like, what were you putting that ketchup on, bro? He must have been heading to a, like a barbecue. <laughs> because that's like the only reason I. That's like who has emergency ketchup? You know, who has emergency ketchup? And then what was it? Seasoning and yep. garlic cubes. Garlic and yep, seasoning cubes. Yeah, he was definitely headed to some sort of barbecue. Yeah, and like was, all he had to bring was like the seasoning and the ketchup. Because it's just a bizarre thing. Like you didn't bring yourself a picnic basket. Yeah. Something to put maybe a picnic basket, a picnic basket yeah, to maybe like, uh, something to put ketchup on. My like I would eat frozen French fries. My favorite part of the story is that his name is Elvis Francois. All right, it's Mr. like Francois. El- <laughs> yeah. I just was like, oh, I would love for Jade to have a friend named Elvis Francois because I think that that is a name that you would not just call him. You'd be like, this is my buddy Elvis. I think you'd be like, this is Elvis Francois. Absolutely, every, time. every like, single this time. This is my friend Elvis Francois. Every he eats ketchup, time. <laughs> garlic powder, and seasoning cubes when he's stranded at sea for 24 days. That's a bizarre, bizarre situation. That's but yeah, for sure. like I, I remember I, I, I've done stuff like that where I've taken, I've been like, I don't have exactly the fixings for nachos. Right. <laughs> but I do have sliced American cheese. Done it a million times. And crackers, <laughs> plain saltines. And that's sort of like nachos, and I've done stuff like that. Yeah, I've done the, I've had tortilla chips and American cheese, and melted that using the old, the old microwave. Yeah, you no, know the best cheese uh, for uh, nachos is is pepper jack. Yeah, I can get down on that's, a pepper jack. It's a, I find that it melts the best. Okay, it's a, got a good melt to it. Yeah, I know that like the Mexican restaurants, um, whatever whatever they're using to make their queso, like oh, the good Mexican restaurants. Yeah, that queso. That was, queso is dime. Queso like that is good. some of the best cheese I've ever had. Like I'll stick my whole face in it. You are passionate about cheese. I I'm hope so you, passionate. I, I, I hope you get this job. Yeah, I might follow him up with um, an email and just be like, hey, you know, I, I don't feel like I really described my situation quite as well as I could in the written portion. Would you like to listen to my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Where we talk about cheese. You should include this part because like we just like we went off about cheese. Yeah. And I like I want whoever listens to this to know that Jade should get the cheesy dream job. I want the cheesy dream job. You need to get that cheesy dream job. She deserves it. She deserves that cheesy dream money. I did. I wasn't. I wow. Word, sir. Yeah. They're making sense right now. Um, I, I was sure to include 
that I am already like a pretty avid dreamer. So yeah. it's not like I'm one of those people who's like, oh, I never remember my dreams. Like yeah, we all know yeah, those yeah. people. Like I never, I remember them almost every single yeah. night. You, so, and you chronicle them. Oh like, yeah, dude, you, I have a, I have, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it'll be something just wild that yeah. I know I'm not going to remember. Yeah. I've got like a, the notes app in my phone. Like I've got lists of dreams that I've had Yeah. and then I'll read back on them and I'm like, huh. Wow, yeah. <laughs> what was going on? What did I eat? What did I drink? What did I do to cause that? Now, are you a person that thinks like um, you can analyze a dream and like find out something? Or do you just think it's like nonsensical, like subconscious brain stuff? I think that it's um, nonsensical stuff. But I've had a million dreams where like it's dead air dreams, like dead yeah. air radio dreams. A million where, of those. Where I can't get like... And I used to run late all the time to the morning show, and then, and then I got used to getting up at that time of day. But I've had a million nightmares where I was, like, trying to get to my car, and I couldn't get to my car. Yep. And I was like, where did I park my car? Why is this? And I've got to get to work, and I'm searching all over, like, a town. Right. And it's like a town you've never been in. Yeah, the brain, man. I've had a dream where I was coming down the hallway. Like, we had dead air here at the Riff, and um, the hallway just kept getting longer. Oh, no. And, like, so the door, like, I was moving. I'm, like, running. Yeah. But it's like the door is never getting closer to me. Yeah. And, you know, then you wake up, and you're like, God. Radio horror. Radio horror. I actually, I just had a dream last week, um, of which you just sparked my memory of this. Um, I was dreaming that one of our sister stations... Which is so weird because, you know, we're in Detroit, so we cover all of Metro Detroit. Yeah. But one of our sister stations was directly based out of Downriver, like Southgate area. Yeah. And they needed me to cover a shift just in this Southgate area. And yeah. I was like, well, that makes no sense because I'm on the air in Detroit, which should cover. But all right, whatever you guys, you know, whatever you want me to do. Yeah. So I go down to this radio station and it's like super swanky, like super nice. And they're like, oh, we're going to take you to the, you know, the rock station where you're going to do your show. Yeah. And it was like a very hard to get there. And I had to like climb down these stairs and like under under these like wooden planks and all of this stuff. And then I got down there and it was like just the crappiest radio setup that you've ever seen. It was like one like one microphone pot was like all you had (laughs) Um, my headphones. I couldn't plug my headphones in. And it was like I needed to like talk. And I was like, I don't even know what song we're playing. I feel like when radio nightmares start happening is when you need a vacation. Hell yeah, brother. You know, like, yeah, like, I feel like that's when you need a vacation. Yep. And for uh, sure. this particular mule, he deserves a vacation. The Indian Army has awarded a Chief of Army Staff commendation card to an Eastern Command Unit mule for its service near the line of actual control, where there's like all kinds of stuff going on. But he got a uh, an award for physical robustness because he carried 6,500 kilograms across 750 kilometers so he uh he got himself an like award. a donkey yeah he's a, yeah, a donkey a mule. a mule i like that yeah he got an award i like when they give animals awards there was like this uh i think more often than not animals deserve the awards more than humans i think that there was a he they gave him a rank too i think his name no joke was sergeant stubby <laughs> and he uh was like a bull like an english bulldog or american bulldog in World War One or World War Two, and he was awarded a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then there's been, like, horses that have been awarded stuff, and I just always think that's cool. I don't know if the animal even knows what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I don't on. know that they know. Although I did um, I did just read earlier this week that um, our good friends, the scientists. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm so sick of scientists. <laughs> um, they're learning that 
animals do have like a consciousness. Yeah. Right. And and prior, I guess everyone has always thought that they haven't, which doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, well, they got a little brain in there. Like, yeah. like they're aware. I knew they had consciousness. Sometimes they'll find out stuff like they're like, oh, you know, animals can laugh and things like that. And they have like a sense of humor. Yeah. And I always think that kind of st- stuff is cool. Like we were talking last week about how they were like, oh, they can be right pawed or left pawed. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's, it is interesting. And that's kind of stuff, scientists, if you're listening, uh, I'm okay with. Right. I think those are cool. But when you do the stupid, uh, meaningless surveys and studies, that's dumb. Right. The cheese one is good, though. So let's, cheese, uh, well, cheese Cheesy dream stuff is good. <laughs> cheesy dream stuff is good. I know Miss Carl has some sort of... Um, if would you, what would you rank her at if you were to give her a rank? You think she'd be like a sergeant? Oh yeah, sergeant or a colonel? She'd be a colonel for sure, <laughs> Colonel Carl. Yeah, I feel like Biddy Jean Green would be at this point. Like she's old. I think she's about to retire as a general. Yeah, I I think that Biddy Jean Green. Plus she's, I mean she's. Can you imagine a cat that's been with me for like almost twenty years now? Deserves a medal. She does. She does. <laughs> she's just like this is my human. You can't pick them. You sure can't. You can't. They you don't get you. to pick your human. They pick you. Yeah. And but, sometimes they probably don't like it. Yeah. She's like, he's kept me alive somehow, and I destroy his furniture. <laughs> and I've done it for years. Yeah. It's like the agreement we have. But this is the uh, Jade and Andy show. Thank you uh, so much again for listening to it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I guess you can reach out to us on our social media. A, a lot of people already have. So thanks to uh, everyone. Yeah, some, somebody, I, I just saw it, like just saw it today, but I got I to give it a like or whatever. But somebody had showed us because we had talked about AI. And oh, uh, that crazy robot. Yeah, those robots are coming to get us. And they're, yeah. they're, we, scientists just can't wait to put a brain in one of those things. They really can't. Yeah. Well, and it really annoyed me. So that video, it's this robot, it's this, this dingbat construction worker. Right, and I have a lot of respect for construction workers. They're up on a scaffolding. They're, you know, that's yeah. a hard, it's a hard gig. It's a dangerous gig. Yeah. But at the same time, like the video is him up on the scaffolding, and he's like, "Gosh darn it, I <laughs> forgot my tools." Yeah. And the robot's like, "To the rescue!" Yeah. So instead of the guy having to climb down and get his bag of tools, the robot grabs him and then like hop, 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 tosses him up to him and then does a backflip. Yeah. And I'm like, "But listen here, jackass, um, you're a construction worker." Like how? Like that's your job. You yeah. have one job, and it's bring your tools to the job site. Right, and now a robot just did it. And for now you. a robot just did it. Yeah. So we're we're eliminating ourselves. See, like they show you all the cool things those robots do, and I just see myself running from one of those things. Absolutely. And then it it crushing me or shooting me. Or- well, and then right at the end of this, and I don't know if you you've seen it yet or not. Watch the whole thing. But so he he tosses the bag of tools up to the construction worker, and he's like, "Thanks, buddy." Yeah. And then uh. And then he does like uh, one of those like corkscrew gymnasticy backflips. Oh, you can do a backflip. He does a backflip, and it's like a really, it's like a really tough for like humans, like yeah. the the highest elitist gymnasts are, yeah. are the ones that are doing this style of backflip. Yeah. I'm like, why, why? So let's just does he need to do that at all? Put an AI brain in that thing and let it let it let, let it, it roll. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> let it rip. <laughs> but yes, this is the Jade and Andy show. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Jade and Andy Show. Boy, was that ever weird.